I think a lot of people would like to make the job of the CEO one where you don't have to talk to people as much. And I actually think the best CEOs spend most of their time talking to people, employees, clients, vendors, like building relationships. How do you create an unshakable business? I crossed $100 million in net worth by the age of 28. Now I'm growing acquisition.com into a billion dollar portfolio. In this podcast, I share the lessons I've learned in scaling big businesses and helping our portfolio companies do the same. Buckle up and let's build. What's up, guys? Today, my team's going to make me read my tweets from 10 years ago that I'm not proud of. (laughs) So slow at work. Like, can I please just leave and go lay on a beach with a cold drink? Being lazy, then apartment shopping and cleaning. It's like so gross. I'm totally judging myself right now. Apparently, I didn't use to work hard. Today, I'm 30 years old. I'm the CEO of Acquisition.com, which is a portfolio of companies that does over $200 in revenue. So obviously, I don't hate hard work. (laughs) It may sound crazy, but I've actually learned to enjoy hard work. And honestly, I'll tell you, like reading those tweets and looking at the things that I used to say, I was pretty shocked. I didn't realize how far I'd come, and I didn't realize how I used to view work and even just view life in general. And so for me, it was really interesting to make and a topic to talk about today because I was a little embarrassed of how I used to view work and how low my work ethic used to be. And at the same time, I'm proud of how far I've come. And so the goal of this is that if you feel like you're somebody who you really want to achieve big, audacious goals, but you feel like maybe you don't have the drive to get there, I hope that this can help bridge the gap. And at the end, I want to share with you is the things that I do do to wind down, to relax, the things I do in my ancillary time, maybe some of my favorite Netflix shows so that you can understand that I am a human too. So I think when I was writing those tweets, it was in the age of not understanding consequences. So when I was, you know, flashback to 2012, you know, 12 years ago, I was in a period of my life where I don't think that I understood how what I did that day affected the next day and the next day and the next year. And I was definitely living with a short-term mindset. I also was viewing work still with a very traditional sense. I viewed it as something I didn't like. And I think that's just because I'd only ever had jobs that I didn't really like up to that point. So of course, I'd built a negative association with work. And that's what I see so many people with now. It's like, you know, they hear how much I work and they say, like, you must be so unhappy and punishing. I'm like, what the fuck? I love work. I love work. I like what I'm doing. But it's weird because I can understand where they're coming from because I used to hate work because I did things I didn't like. And so it's interesting because that's kind of been one of the big switches has just been understanding that if you don't like your job, then you bring that into an association of saying, I don't like work. So a lot of people say, well, I just don't like to work. It's like, no, you've had a lot of jobs that you didn't like. They negatively reinforced you. And therefore, you've built this association around work in general to be bad. But if you had had a bunch of jobs that were awesome, you had great bosses, you loved the place you work, then you would say, I love working. In my free time, I just drank and tried to suppress feelings of stress for the most part. Partied, I drank, I would do meaningless tasks that just took up time. And I would, it was super social, so lots of social gatherings, activities, etc. And probably like unproductive as well, like shopping when I didn't have enough money, things like that. So I definitely was not the person I am now. I think I was just, I was so short-term focused. Like I just couldn't see how everything I did in that current day affected the future. You know, I think to some degree, I knew that I wouldn't be like that forever because there was plenty of times in my life where I had worked hard. But I just, you know what it, it was so much for me is I think that 
looking at, if I were to go back to 2012 and look at who I am now, what would I say? What would I think about it? I would think you must have found something that you actually liked. Because in school, for example, I wasn't the best student, not because I wasn't smart, but because I saw no, no utility for half the classes I took. And so for the classes that I felt like had no utility for my future, I was like, fuck it, I'll just get a C to pass. Like, I don't, what's the lowest to pass? I'll get that and put all of my effort into the places where I feel like they'll have utility for my future. And so I think that's why if I were to go back in time and look at myself now, I'd think you must get a lot of reward from whatever the work is that you do because you keep wanting to do it. And we do things that we're rewarded for doing. And so that's what I would be thinking. I think I first started to change my mindset around work later in the latter half of college after I'd made those tweets. I had a boss and she was fantastic. Her name was Judy. And she was the boss at this cafe I worked at. And I actually ended up really liking to work there, despite it being like a sandwich and smoothie shop that I just like made food at and smelled like grease all day and like was in a freezer half the time. Like if you look at the work, the work itself was not rewarding, but she was so rewarding as a boss that I loved coming in because I loved to talk to her. I loved to see her. I loved to be around her. She was funny. She made jokes. She never yelled at us. And that was when I really started to actually like work. I was like, oh, I like where I work. I like the people here. They're all very nice. She's really nice. I feel safe here. I can feel like I can be myself. She was funny. We could joke around. And I think that was the first time that I remember actually liking work. And it wasn't even because of the activity I was doing. It was because of her, the boss I had. I think I continued to get reinforced by work because when I moved to California, it was very uncomfortable at first, but I learned sales and then I was quickly reinforced for sales. You know, I made money quickly and then I got a lot of praise from the entire, you know, my boss and everybody else. They're like, wow, nobody's made this much progress so quickly, like just giving me a ton of reinforcement for it. And so something that I thought I hated and I thought that I would never like, and I actually used to despise, turned into something I really enjoyed and liked and probably something that's like a cornerstone skill to every other skill I have. And so I believe that that was probably a big turning moment because I saw not even just like a neutral go to a positive, but a negative association go to a positive association. And then I think that continued into gym launch because in gym launch, when we started off, it was terrifying. I felt like I knew nothing. I knew how to sell and I knew fitness, but it was like when I first started doing launches with Alex, he had the idea for the business and what the model was. And it was just kind of like, all right, just go figure it out, right? And in the beginning, I think one of the most reinforcing experiences I had was there was a time when Alex and I split to do launches and I went to Hawaii and he went to Virginia. And I went to Hawaii and weird, we actually broke up during this time. And then he called me and he was like, you really need to crush this launch in Hawaii. And I was like, well, I was planning to, but like, why you say that? And he was like, this guy, his business partner, just like stole all of this money. And I was like, fuck. And in that moment, something that I was very stressed about doing, I rose to the occasion and I actually broke all of the records and I sold more people into that location than anyone ever did. And I made more money from that location than we ever had. And he was like, holy shit, you're a fucking badass. And like everyone there was like, holy shit, this girl's insane. Like you're a savage. And I immediately got all this reinforcement from all these people, not to mention all the people I sold into that location. I actually helped onboard them as well. And I saw all these people talking about how they were losing weight. They were changing their lives. Like it was really cool. And 
that was such a like confidence building experience for me that I realized that most of the experiences where I gain my appreciation for work come from entering a very uncomfortable situation, one that I might not think I like, one that might not be enjoyable at first, but then it turns into that because I stay in it long enough to suck, then suck less, then suck even less, then be kind of good, then actually be good, then be great, then be exceptional. And so I think that's when everything started to change for me is those few key experiences. I think a lot of those experiences taught me work capacity. And when I say work capacity, I think a lot of people say, I can only work a certain amount of hours a day, and then I'm just like pooped. And I actually look at it like a muscle. So like I just think of what I learned in fitness and how it translates over to work in general, which is if you train the muscle hard enough for long enough, the muscle will grow. So I'm like, well, there's no reason that I wouldn't adapt physiologically to working more. And not even just working more hours, but working different a kind of work, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be hours worked. It can also be how many creative hours do I have in my brain? How many hours of filming do I have capacity for? How many hours of sales do I have capacity for? And I think a lot of people, what happens is they have one day of really long work and then they kind of backpedal because it doesn't feel good, right? It feels like, oh, it's overwhelming. I was really stressed. But the only reason you were stressed is because it was a new experience. You haven't acclimated to it yet. But if you can wait through it and acclimate, then you can do a lot more than you think you can. And that's just what I've learned about myself is it's like momentum. And then eventually you acclimate to it and you actually like it. You actually end up liking working more because you realize how much you're capable of doing. So I'll just walk you through a regular day. I think how many hours I work fluctuates on a daily basis. So I'll just walk you through maybe two days and you can kind of you know take it as you want. So for this week, for example, I had one day blocked completely to work on a ton of decks I had to, to prepare for our quarterly meetup, to prepare for a, an event, and to prepare for a really big meeting that required like a whole slide deck. Um, but besides that, I had meetings the other day surrounding it. And when I say meetings, usually what I do is, so on this day specifically, I woke up at, I want to say 5 a.m. And then I got out of bed, I had coffee, and drink a bunch of water. And then I pull out my computer probably around like 5.30. And then I worked from 5.30 to 8.30. And now what did I work on? I have multiple projects I'm moving forward at any point in time. That day specifically, it's not on my calendar, but I usually on the morning will take phone calls with different people on the team, just like ad hoc, hop on, talk about things that they're working through, whatever they need to talk to me about. And then I'll sync with Alex and just see... What's his day? What's my day? Do we need help with anything? Do we need to communicate anything? At 8.30, I went to the gym, and then I was at the gym for about 90 minutes. So then I got done at 10, took a shower and got dressed, and then I ate. And then my meeting started at noon. And first meeting, syncing up with my admin team. And so we have a weekly sync where we just make sure we're all aligned, move projects forward, they bring any questions they have. Next meeting was a one-on-one with my head of portfolio ops. We went over a new data tracker. We went over how to structure some calls that we're having with portfolio companies. And then we got, he gave me some quick updates on a few projects that we're working on that are quarterly projects. After that, I had a one-on-one with my CFO where we talked about compensation for one of our new portfolio operators who's in a portfolio company and they're now the operator of it. We talked about candidates that we were looking at to deploy in one of the companies and what we thought of the candidates. 
And then we talked about a new debt facility that we found and we were considering using to buy uh, equity in a company. Then I had a 15 minute buffer, which got eaten. Yeah. So when this all wraps, it's 1.30. Then I have another meeting at 1.45 where I had met with my head of business development. Uh, he had been gone for some time. So we caught up. I gave him a few updates on different things that we were working on, how things went when he was gone. Um, when he was gone, I met with a few potential acquisition.com portfolio companies, which I don't normally do. I haven't in a while. So I gave him updates on that and then just talked about projects to make sure we were on the same page since he'd been gone for a while. Then at 2.45, I hopped on a meeting where we were deploying a new software to manage our one-on-ones and quarterly reviews. And in that meeting, we basically went over the technicalities and how we were rolling it out amongst our leadership team, and then the stages in which we're rolling it out. After that, we had at three o'clock a team trivia, (laughs) where basically it was like a team trivia, uh, you know, everyone got on and basically did like little games to get to know each other, just like a cute team activity. I actually didn't end up attending that because I blocked off the time to prep for a 4 p.m. call I had, which was where I was meeting with a potential portfolio company. This was one where I actually rebuilt our deal deck for this person. I didn't think that it was a deal that fit super well just because of the nature of their business, but I liked the founder. So I was like, you know, maybe it would make sense. I didn't think so, but it was worth, you know, talking through with them, just explaining what would have to change for us to want to partner. That call went about an hour. And then after that, at five, I spent the rest of the time debriefing with the team that was on that call. What could I have done better? What do you guys think I could have done better? Do we even think this person had been a fit? We should have even like proposed a deal at all. There was a lot of pros, but also a lot of cons about the business. So it was like, we were pretty torn. And then at, I want to say it was like 5.30, went on a walk with Alex. So he got done working. We met up at 5.30. We went on a walk for like 40 minutes. And then we met up with one of our friends from California for dinner. And we had dinner with that person from like 6.30 to 9. And that was my Tuesday. So my days are pretty different every day. Another example is today. So today got up at five, woke up, and I wanted to take care of stuff ASAP because I knew I was filming today. And what that means is that before filming, I do my hair and makeup and I pick out the outfits. So that takes like a substantial amount of time. I did like emails until six. And then around 6.15, I went to the gym and then I took a phone call the whole time I was at the gym to talk about um, some deals in the pipeline and some processes that we want to deploy into the deal pipeline. And then I got done. I came back here. Uh, not here. I came back to my house. This is not my house anymore. And took a shower really quick and then did my hair. And then my makeup girl arrived at nine. And then she did my makeup, which took, I want to say, an hour and 15 minutes. And then got changed, grabbed a bunch of outfits, came down here to film, started filming at 11. It's now 3.18. We'll film until four. At four, I'm calling a portfolio CEO who said they have a personal matter they want to discuss. And then I will have about an hour before we have a team dinner. And I'll go on a walk with Alex during that hour or not with Alex because actually I think he's busy. So I'll go on a walk. Then I'll come back, change, and then go to the dinner with the team. And then I will get done around probably 8.30 or 9. I wouldn't say I work out in the middle of the day, but I work out after I've done some work. Like usually right now it's earlier, like eight or nine. So I don't work out first thing in the morning. I try to work first 
then work out, shower, go into calls. The reason being, I think I want like the first thing I do in the morning to be like, it's usually what I would say is the most important thing is the first thing you do. And so for me, like not, that's not really working out right now. That is getting some stuff done, moving things forward and getting my focus time in. You know, people see my calendar a lot and like, you're on so many calls. And I'm like, yeah, I have a team underneath me and to move things forward. And like, I think a lot of people would like to make the job of the CEO one where you don't have to talk to people as much. And I actually think the best CEOs spend most of their time talking to people, employees, clients, vendors, like building relationships. And so I look at that as what I should do is like build relationships with people. And I don't know, it's worked for me so far. It'll work until it doesn't. But I like to block the time in the morning so I can at least get big things done. Because I think people see my schedule like, oh, you're not getting anything done. I'm like, no, I have a solid two to three hours in the morning where I can move forward everything I need to move forward. And if I need to make more time, then like I said, I'll block a day. Me time, honestly, I like to spend the spare time I have with Alex. If I don't see him throughout the day, like today, I got up and I immediately was like out the door and doing stuff. And you know, I saw him and we were both like, oh, I miss you. Like, I would like to see him at the end of the day. So usually at the end of the day, like I'll sync up with him. We try to go on a walk together. If we don't get to do that, then it's, I just want to talk to him. And then a lot of times, like before bed, if I'm not like, I check everything once again, probably like an hour before bed, like I clear my Asana, I clear my email, I clear my Slack. I don't have a problem taking Slacks late or reading stuff. Like I, I don't, I think I used to, which is weird. I used to like really stop at like 6 PM and then I don't need to do that anymore. I don't know why. I think that work doesn't stress me out like it did years ago. Like when you saw that tweet, that's probably why. And so, you know, sometimes I'll do a little bit more work later at night after dinner if I am not tired. And if I'm tired, I'll like watch a show that is like completely mindless and then go to bed. <laughs> 